Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth, and I am just in the absolute best mood today. I don't know what it is about days when I record podcast intros that I am always in a good mood, but it doesn't happen 24-7, guys. So I am really happy. I woke up this morning at 3 a.m. to film a YouTube video. I really hope, honestly, President Barack Obama watches this YouTube video because I woke up at 3 a.m. Can you believe that? Like I'm an early bird. I'm definitely an early riser, but I'm not a 3 a.m. sort of gal. That's just not me. But I will say it is currently 1 or 3 p.m. And I feel as though I have done everything. I have completed three days of work and done an entire closet clean out just for my 3 a.m. wake up call. This week, I'm just really grateful for friendships and also being young and fun because I am. It doesn't matter if I sew and I also read three books a week. I can be both, okay? I have just been thinking about how I really am in all seriousness, just so grateful for the female friendships that I have in my life. And I love my friends. I love who they are. I love who they are to me. I love what everyone's doing. I don't know. I've just been really, really grateful for the people that have been surrounding me it's not even a recent thing. These are friendships that have, you know, gone years and years back, but I've just been so grateful for the relationships that I have with them, especially right now, especially being 23. It's just such a fun, weird age where you're just like so weird. Some people are married with kids and some people are like the complete opposite. You know, some people are like married with kids and have bought four houses and other people are like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and neither is wrong or right. But Anyways, my point being 23 is a weird and fun age. Okay. I am young and I'm fun. Say it with me, people. We are young and we are fun. Again, I recognize that I go to bed at 9 PM every night and I read three books a week. Fun is relative. Okay. I can be both. Oh my gosh. Also more house updates. My gym, which my friends and I have started calling Kinsey's gym is about to be up and done and better than ever. And I, yes, I am about to be a fitness vlogger. Watch out everyone. Follow me on Instagram. If you guys want like real time updates, I'm going to be sharing those. And then I'm also obviously vlogging the entire experience. So I'm really excited about that. In honor of it being January, I wanted to share some productivity hacks that I have with you guys and just things that I do on a day to day that really help me get my life together and also stay on track. The number one being my Google calendar. If you guys want an in-depth how I plan on Google calendar, 
I just posted a YouTube video, youtube.com slash Kinsey Elizabeth, where I talk about how I plan and set goals. My Google Calendar is my best friend. If it's not on the Google Cal, it's not in my life. It's not happening. Okay. I literally put everything on there. Makes the biggest difference. It's really helpful. So Google Calendar being number one. Number two, this is more of like a practical tip as to maximize efficiency and it's time batching. So essentially human beings are not good at multitasking. So time batching or time blocking basically just means that you're going to spend X amount of time on one particular task. Because I have a lot of different avenues in my own career, I have a lot of different things that I'm doing at once. And also up until last month, I was a college student. So I had a lot of different things going on. And that is when I was like, okay, I'm for sure not good at multitasking. I would get so much more done if I just spent one full day on school, one full day on YouTube, filming, editing, uploading, one full day on podcasting, and then, you know, one full day in the living room, whatever that might be. Realistically speaking, it's kind of hard to be able to do one full day just because what I do, especially podcast wise, involves me scheduling with other people and meetings as well. I don't really want to only take meetings on a Wednesday because what if everyone else on my team isn't available? I want to, I don't know. I just don't really want to do that, but I do like having my stuff sectioned off for like four hours at a time. So I'll do, oh, here's four hours that I'm recording for the podcast. Here's four hours that I am filming. Here's four hours that I'm editing. I just make sure that I'm time batching. So I'm not trying to do a million things at once. I would much rather focus in on the one thing that I'm doing and get that done so much faster. The last thing I do is I always have my phone on do not disturb. I don't think this is the absolute best thing about myself because I am not accessible as far as just text on a day to day. But during the day, even though I work for myself, I'm still working, right? And I think people don't understand that, specifically my siblings. So I put my phone on do not disturb and I just won't even look at it as far as text messages go because I need to be focused in and zoned in on what I'm doing in that time. And just because I work from home and I work for myself doesn't mean that I'm fully accessible to everyone during my work hours. So those are some things that I do and have been doing for a long time that really do make the biggest difference. Also, I think rest is a huge thing as far as being productive and efficient. I know I've recorded episodes and talked about this on the podcast before, but I cannot stress to you enough how your work is going to suffer if you do not rest. It's like the biggest, biggest thing out there. Honestly, the thing that has improved my work, my efficiency, my productivity the most has been getting good at resting. And I know that sounds really weird because like, how do you get good at resting? Well, listen up guys. I once was really bad at it. So I've learned what resting is to me personally And I've been able to do things that refuel me and recharge me rather than be lazy because there's a very big difference between being lazy and resting. Okay, a little bit of housekeeping. We are two weeks away from recapping our book pick from this month. If you guys want to read along and join the book club, I get so many questions and I just did an FAQ on this on Instagram. So be sure that you go follow the ILYSM podcast Instagram page. We post to there nonstop. But if you guys want to join the book club, all you do is just read along, right? So you find out what the book pick is, you read it that month, and then the last Thursday of the month, in the last 20, 25 minutes of that episode, I do a little book recap with whoever we are reading with that month. So the last Thursday of each month is a solo episode, and the last 20 minutes of that episode is me just recapping the book with a guest. 
Speaking of solo episodes, I am recording those monthly. So I need to know what do you guys want for solos? Because I know you guys love the solo episodes, but I want to be recording and sharing what you guys want to hear. So be sure to join the Facebook group, follow me on Instagram, send me a DM, shoot me a comment, whatever it is, because I really do listen to what you guys want to hear even with guests, whatever guests you guys want on, whatever topics you want me to cover on the podcast, I listen to you guys. So never be afraid to send me a message. Honestly, posting in the Facebook group or on the ILYSM podcast page is probably the most helpful, but be sure to go do that. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, join the Facebook group, all of that stuff. I've been considering doing a TikTok for the podcast. So like, let me know what you guys think. All right, guys, a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Green Chef. You guys know that I love cooking and I love Green Chef. What I love the most about it is that it makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Something else I absolutely love is that the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Also, as someone who lives alone and is typically only cooking for two people at most, I love it because I don't find that I'm wasting all this other food. I have actually used Green Chef for the longest time, way before they were even a podcast sponsor. One of my favorite recipes that I've ever used from them was stuffed peppers. That's another thing I really love about Green Chef is that I'm able to try out new recipes in a way that's really not overwhelming, obviously, because they give you everything you need perfectly portioned and also show you exactly how to make it. So it's never too complicated or anything like that, but it helps me to branch out into new meals to try that I really love. So you guys can go to greenchef.com slash I love you 90 and use code I love you 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that is greenchef.com slash I love you 90 use code. I love you 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green chef is the number one meal kit for eating. Well, again, greenchef.com slash I love you 90 and use code. I love you 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career, real talk, and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Anyways, without further ado, I'm really excited because today we are having Mariana Hewitt on the podcast. I have wanted her on for the longest time and she actually recently launched her own podcast with Dear Media. So if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely go listen. She's such an interesting guest because she has both the influencer perspective and then also the brand perspective, obviously being co-founder of Summer Fridays. She's also just so sweet and so beautiful and so good at her job. Also very strategic. And I just found, I knew that she was going to add a lot of value. So I'm really excited to have her on. If you guys are unfamiliar, Mariana Hewitt is the co-founder of Summer Fridays, a clean skincare line that launched their best-selling jet lag mask in 2018. Mariana started her career in beauty as an influencer, sharing her beauty tips, personal style, and travel adventures through her blog and YouTube channel. Summer Fridays is one of my favorite brand. She's one of my favorite Instagram follows. So I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And without further ado, let's get started. 
All right, let's get into it. So I want to go into you as an influencer. When did you start and what was the first thing that you posted that you noticed was like really gaining traction? So I first started on social on YouTube in 2012. So it's almost been nine years now since I uploaded my first video. And looking back now, I had no idea what I was doing, but I actually still use a lot of the products that I was using then. That was the first thing I really posted, but then I had a full-time job and kind of like two years passed and I didn't really have time to create video content and be working at the same time. So in 2013, 2014, I started my Instagram account and that was the days of like the popular page. And so I would post a picture on Instagram. It would get on the popular page. And then when it did, I would get like a thousand followers and I was, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And from there, it was like so sketchy back in the day, like brands would reach out to you and they would want to do like a sponsored post for like $25 or $50 and they would PayPal you $50 and they would send you the product. And that was kind of what I was doing at the beginning. And I didn't even really know it was influencer marketing at the time because it wasn't like a formal thing. It was just like I was uploading for fun and brands randomly would send me stuff. And after a while, I was able to do that you know, so much that I could sustain what I was making at my full-time job. And so I took a leap of faith in 2014 and you know, started doing this full-time because I saw where the industry was going. What do you think you did back in the day to get on the popular page in to gain that traction? Like what specific posts were really resonating with your audience? So I don't even know if you could do anything to get on the popular page. It was like a random algorithm of like, they would just pick content. And this is before there's a ton of people on Instagram. So I think it wasn't as competitive, but at the time I was working as a television host. And so I would go to red carpet events or interview celebrities. And then while I was waiting, cause I would have to get to the red carpet a few hours before to like post up and wait for the arrivals of the celebrities to start. I would take a picture of myself and whatever I was wearing on the red carpet at these places. Obviously I'm not on the red carpet. Like no one cares about me there, but like I was just there to interview people. And I think people liked seeing that behind the scenes of like a person who's at these types of things. And so instead of saying, who did you interview or what did you ask? They said, what dress are you wearing? How did you do your hair and makeup for this? Where did you buy this thing? And so I started noticing that even though I was there to report on someone else, the interest on Instagram started to be more about myself. And so that's really where I was like, Hmm, like this is interesting. And so that's really where I was like, okay, I think I could kind of pivot and make this my career. I love that. If someone is getting into the influencer space now, how would you recommend that they grow their social media following? So it's really different now than the time of when um, I started my Instagram account. Like obviously 2013 to now 2021 is a way different time on Instagram. But I think there's a couple different ways that you can grow your account. So cross promote your account on other platforms. So TikTok and Pinterest are really, really amazing for growth. TikTok allows you to link your Instagram handle in your profile. And then on Pinterest, if you upload all of your Instagram photos to Pinterest, it's so good for discovery. So let's say you're wearing brown leather pants and then you upload your image to Pinterest with your brown leather pants, you type it in a description and then you also link the original Instagram post. When people are looking for style inspiration, they'll find your photo and if they click on it, they'll get you back to your Instagram. So I feel like Instagram really isn't great for discovery. You have to know who you're looking for to follow or you have to you know come across their page. But on Pinterest, you can search hair, makeup, food, whatever it is and find that person. And so I think it's really underutilized that people should be on Pinterest and cross promoting all of their Instagram posts. Um, and 
another way is to find brands who repost um, content, like keep an eye out for them. You'll kind of see who they are and make it your goal to get reposted by them, whether it's on their stories or on their feed, because by getting reposted by larger accounts, you can grow. And not only will you grow, but maybe brands who are looking to work with influencers will come across your content on other brands pages. So if you're buying their stuff, you know, look at their feed, see the way that they're photographing their content and try to mimic their style because that will give you like a better chance of getting reposted on their feed and then really just engage with those brands. And then another way um, really to grow is to cross promote and collaborate with your friends. So I think if you can do digital things like hosting Instagram lives together or reposting each other's content, really like the best ways to get on other people's platforms. Um, But I think those are a couple of really good ways. You just blew my mind. First off, I want to talk about friends supporting friends in just a second, but I want to stop really quickly at the Pinterest thing. I had never even thought about cross-promoting with Instagram. And I feel like that actually sounds really obvious, but that is such a good tip. And you're so right. I have, most of my friends are in this kind of world and I've never heard of any of them doing that. That is such a good tip. It's an amazing tip. And I think on there, like I posted a TikTok the other day of my hair and then someone commented like, oh my gosh, you're the girl that from Pinterest that I show on like my hair pictures to like my stylist. And so if you upload a lot on there, even like the pictures that you don't end up posting to your Instagram feed, it's a place to put them. And it's so, so good for discovery. And I think everyone should be in there. You can even pay to promote your pins if you want to and get discovered even a little bit more. So it's a great, great platform. You truly are the hair queen too of Instagram. And I'm sure Pinterest, I'm not on there as much. I, when I got my air app, I was like, okay, well, I just have to watch every single video you've ever posted. Of it. I cannot tell you the amount of times when I, even to this day, am using the tools and I will go back to use one of your videos because it's like the most helpful in the air app community. It really is a community. Thank you. I am obsessed with my air app. So when it first came out, I actually, they sell at Sephora and I had a meeting at Sephora that day and it was sold out and I was so upset. And I was like telling the people at Sephora, like, I cannot wait till this gets back in stock because I'm going to buy one. I bought it. I used it for so long. And it's like what I was saying about brands, like posting and using them. I organically bought their products, posted and tagged them literally like for like however long ago it came out for. And now I work with Dyson, but it was because I organically shared and posted the brand for so many years that finally they were like, okay, this girl talks about Dyson Airwraps every day. And so now I'm so grateful that I get to work with them in a way, but it was because I organically shared them for so, so long. And truly, if you guys don't have one, it is the best tool I can do my hair without this Airwrap. And it just doesn't look the same if I try to use a blow dryer. So definitely pick one up if you can. You working with Dyson is probably the best deal I think I've ever seen. It's honestly comparable to me. I don't know if you're familiar with the girl who blew up on TikTok because of the airy leggings. I didn't actually follow along and then they reached out to work with her and I'm like, okay, this is literally the most perfect collaboration I've ever seen. But I really want to talk about your Instagram post that you just posted. And you said to my fellow influencers slash content creators, like and comment on your friend's post. And then you were talking about how Gen Z and TikTok is so good at cross promotion and collaboration. That's probably why they're growing so fast. I just love that so much. And I think you really champion your friends so well, even just on your stories. I know I found so many other brands and just friends and influencers to follow from your page. 
Can you speak a little bit about one, supporting your friends and also just cross promoting? Well, it's like liking and commenting on your friends post is free. So like, why would you not do it? It just takes your time to go through and do it. But like, if you're a content creator, you know how much work you put into a single post, a set of Instagram stories or real, a TikTok, whatever it is. And then especially if you're working on sponsored content, you probably hoped for so long to work with this brand. You're so grateful to work with them. You want it to be successful. And then no one likes and comments on it. And it's like, you need to support other people. And then not only by you engaging with their content, but it's also supporting the industry as a whole. If everyone's influencer sponsored content is successful, then brands want to work with more people because they see that it's, it's really working. So if you see a friend posting a sponsored Instagram story, swipe up on their, on their story, you know, help them get those extra stats because it's important to really support everyone. And I genuinely want to support people. It's not like I'm doing it just to be like, oh, everyone wants to support people. Like I want my friends to succeed. There's enough room in this industry for all of us. There is enough room for more influencers. There's enough room for more brands and we should all like lift each other up. And then as far as like the cross promotion, TikTok is so, so good at this. Like if you think of like back, like maybe the end of 2019, early 2020, like when the TikTok houses were like starting to become a thing, they all grew so fast because they were all dancing together and then tagging each other in their videos and then taking pictures together. And they were all growing at the same time because they were all sharing each other. Like it used to be the old ways like of YouTube doing like collaborations, which obviously now you can't really do it. So you have to be creative, like hosting lives and stuff together. But anyway, you can collaborate and cross promote with other people. It only helps you guys both grow. And it's like such a win-win for both of you. So any chance that you can do that, you should, but definitely like and comment on your friend's stuff. And it doesn't cost anything to do it. And your friends will be so happy. And I definitely notice not only my friends that consistently like and comment on my posts, but my followers and my online community, like there's people I could say by name. It's like, I know their handles because I see them in my stuff every day. And then when I meet them in person and they tell me their Instagram handle, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally know who you are. And I'm just like, so grateful for that. Me too. I definitely recognize usernames, even in my DMS. Like I feel like there's people that I've actually become friends with just from constantly like going back and forth and questions and things like that. I love what you said about how there's room for everyone, because I really, truly, truly believe that. And the people that are maybe more insecure or afraid of other people, let alone their friends blowing up. I think that that is a way one, it's a very small minded view And it's also a very small minded way to run your business. And I think long term by having that mindset, you're actually going to be so much further back than if you were to just kind of maybe hold things with more of an open hand and support other people. I think one, you're probably a healthier human being. You probably have healthier friendships, but I also think that that really does positively affect your business. I want to transition into Summer Fridays a little bit. I love Summer Fridays. The lip balm is probably my favorite product of 2020. Like my entire family has them now. They're literally (laughs) in all of our bags. If they're ever like at the house or whatever, everyone's always like, hey, do you have the lip balm? Because we just all love it so much. When did you decide that you really wanted a beauty brand? So when I started my YouTube channel back in 2012, I really had already focused on like luxury beauty at that time because it was just genuinely who I was. Like I was using, I think in my first video, like Laura Mercier and a couple other brands. And I always really had a love and passion for beauty and sharing that. And I'm the person where like, 
if you are looking to buy something and you're my friend and you don't ask me first, I'm going to be offended that you didn't ask me what my favorite thing was because I feel like I'm such a product junkie and like educated consumer. So I know all the products that are out there. And then from years of really building that trust with my online community and posting and sharing products, every time I would post skincare, they would say, is this vegan? Is this cruelty free? Is this non-comedogenic? What skin type is this for? And so accidentally, without even knowing at the time that I would eventually, you know, co-found a skincare company with my partner, Lauren, it was like a focus group, but I just didn't even know it. And so when we started thinking about the brand, we started working on it in 2016. It's 2021 now. So this is almost five years ago. We dreamt up a product line that was clean and cruelty-free, that had great ingredients, that was fast and effective. And, and that's really like where the the idea came from. It was really just like a love of sharing products for so long and it was really community driven. And, and that's kind of the start of it. And I feel like it's been a crazy ride the last few years. Whenever I tell anyone, like if I'm in Sephora with like a family member and I tell them, I'm like, you know, summer Fridays has not been around for 10 years, like everyone else, because it's, it is so crazy because it's such a prominent brand. And I, love how you guys came out with one product at first. I know it's like high risk, high reward, but it really, really paid off. And I feel like people are always asked what their biggest like failures or mistakes that they feel like they've made in the business. I want to know what's something outside of the jet lag mask that you feel like that you guys did. And you feel like was such a success in like a learning curve for you. Ooh, a learning curve. Honestly, just starting a company, like we didn't go to business school. We don't have that background. We've never ran a brand before. We're just like consumers who had a passion for sharing things. So I think a learning curve or thing I learned from was just like taking the fear out of wanting to start a company and taking a leap of faith because it's scary. It's hard. It's so tough. There are such amazing days and then there are not such great days, but in the end it's so worth it. And I'm so grateful, but I feel like you just learn along the way and you figure it out as you go. And then as we've grown the company, we've been able to grow our team. And so all the things that we didn't know how to do, we hired and found people who were better and smarter and more, you know, educated than we were in those areas. And we really, really lean on our team for their expertise. And so now we are able to focus on the things that we do know how to do like marketing and product development and influencer marketing and it's been so amazing to see where it goes. But if you're thinking about starting a company and you're nervous, you can't figure it out. I've interviewed so many people on my podcast and I'm like, how did you start? And everyone's like, I literally just figured it out. I had no idea what I was doing. And I Googled my way until I figured it out. And so no one has a game plan. No one has all the answers. And don't let the, the fear of not knowing how to do something hold you back from maybe pursuing your dream. On the influencer marketing side, how do you decide what influencers like Summer Fridays as a whole wants to work with? Mm -hmm. So we have um, someone who works on like our influencer partnerships, who's amazing, but there's a couple different ways if you want to get on our radar or even other brands. So one way is we look through like our tagged photos and our Instagram story mentions. So we see the content that people create. And then on our end, there's like platforms that we use. And so it will show us people's content. So just in case we missed either an Instagram story or a tagged photo, it populates all the content to us. And so we'll see the influencer, how many times they posted, what the engagement rate was, the frequency of posts. And so if you post us a lot, we definitely see it one way or another. And then that's how you really can get on the radar. And then, like I said earlier about creating content that fits the brand's aesthetic. So everyone has like an overall like brand vibe. And so what fits for one brand might not work for another. So whatever your style is, 
kind of see what brand you like vibe with and create content for them so that they'll want to work with you. And then when you're pitching yourself to a brand, if you've posted them on your feed, your stories, if you use a reward style link, send them all of that data so they can see if I were to work with you, what kind of content would you create for me? What does a swipe up look like? How successful could this post be? Because I think taking the initiative and like posting brands organically is the best way to get on their radar. It's something that I do as an influencer. I genuinely just love to share product all the time. And a lot of times brands will see that I tag them over and over again. And then eventually they'll reach out and want to, you know, work on a partnership. And then it's really organic because I already love and use the product. And those are just the best partnerships anyways. It feels more of an, like more of an accomplishment when you've been really trying to get on their radar and it's something that you genuinely love and you share in real life. I always joke with people that it's like, yes, I'm an influencer, but I, not that I care more, but I almost pride myself more when like everyone in my life around me has been influenced to buy something because I know for a fact, like this works on so many different people. I want to talk a little bit about your day to day. If you believe in balance, how you kind of structure your days, because obviously you have a lot going on and I want to get into like the nitty gritty of the routine of the day, things that help you, things that you feel like are just not even worth your time. So I'll say there's like no balance. Like there's no way to do it all. I try my best, but some days are just stressful and I don't get to everything. And that's just, it is what it is. Every day I'm pretty overwhelmed um, because I have like influencer work. I have sponsored work and organic content I'm creating. There's a blog, podcast, summer Fridays. So I have a lot on my plate. Um, with our company, we're super grateful because we have an amazing team of people. But for my influencer life, it's me who's recording the podcast and who's on Instagram. So I can't really delegate that much. So that takes up a lot of time, but that's like genuinely what I love to do. And so it's like, I can only delegate so much. I do my best to time manage. And then I also try not to take on more than necessary. So I have to be okay with saying no to things, which I know people have a really hard time doing because you are turning down opportunities. But if I don't think I can do it well or I can't handle it or I don't have time to do it right now, I just have to really be picky because what I don't want to do is accept something and do like a crappy job with it. So I'd rather just say no and then hopefully I could do it at another time. And as far as like my day routine, I have tried my best and it was one of my New Year's resolutions to like really have a morning routine, have like a working schedule, have an end time and have my evening. And it's really, really helped me be productive. I mean, we're only a few weeks into the new year, but so far so good. So the morning and nighttime routine is really the only way I can handle everything that comes my way for the day. So right now I'm waking up around like 7am and I don't mind getting up early. I'm an early person anyway, but I like that because I have a full two, two hours from like seven to nine. And I have like a slow start to my morning because I found that if I wake up a little bit later, there's already emails and texts and things and slacks coming in that I almost felt so frazzled jumping into work. And I didn't like allow myself to have the time I needed in the morning. So what I do is I meditate for 20 minutes and then I write in my gratitude journal. It's like sometimes gratitude journal is morning or night, just depending kind of like how the day is. But I feel like, especially right now, it's made me feel extra grateful to like just stop and take a moment to like be thankful for things that maybe you don't think of, like having access to food to eat, having a home over your head, you know, being alive, being healthy. And so when I stop and think of those things, I'm like, okay, even though this was a tough day, I'm so grateful for these simple things in life I may take for granted daily. Then I'll have a coffee shower, make my bed. And that takes me about like two hours in the morning. And then I'll look at my to-do list and calendar for the day. And then I know exactly where to jump in with work. 
this is a long answer, but I feel like oh, my no. days are really busy. So I'm going to keep is going. Perfect. Keep going. So after that, I hop into work and I really, really am trying right now to work nine to five since like we're working from home and living at work. I have to have a start and end time to my day because if not, what was happening last year is like my work was trickling to my evenings. And then basically I was just working from the time I woke up until I went to sleep. And I feel like it was making me actually, I was working like harder, but not smarter, but I feel like giving myself these working hours is making me much more productive. So during the day, the things I kind of work on are I create content and post it. I try to engage with my followers. So I try to like and comment all of our tags, summer Friday's content. And then when people tag me in stories, I try to always reply when they mention me in stories and like see what people are posting. And then I'll record podcast episodes, like send edits for episodes, work on social graphics to promote them, sending them to guests and then coordinating guests to come on because I have a lot of like exciting people coming up. So it's like a lot of coordinating back and forth, just getting people scheduled. Um, And then with Summer Fridays, my work varies from day to day, but mostly it's spent on marketing, influencer marketing, product development, and then anything that's customer facing where someone would be interacting with the brand. So that's kind of my summer Friday's workload. And then we have like Zooms and meetings and calls and, and other things to do with that. And then in the afternoon, I meditate a second time. So I meditate twice a day for 20 minutes. And it seems like a really long time. And at first I was like, Oh my gosh, 20 minutes. I used to like not be able to sit through like even five minutes, but I've got to my 20 minutes now and I do it twice a day. I haven't missed a day yet this month. And I've already like meditated like 10 hours this month. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's almost like a full day that I've spent meditating. And I get, I'm like a very like worked up person. And so it's like all the stress by having that second time to do it in the afternoon, it kind of like regrounds me and like calms down my energy before I have to finish up work for the rest of the day. So that's been great. And then I try to wrap up my work and get my inbox to zero by 5 p.m. So the inbox zero thing, it's not always possible. But at the end of the the year last year, I went through my entire inbox so it could get to zero. And so I started the new year fresh. And so now by every day, by 5 p.m., I get to inbox zero. And then I don't look at it till the next day at 9 a.m. So I've kept it up so far this year. We'll see how long it lasts. Not really sure. And then before the next day, I write everything in a to-do list. I'm like very old school with like, I like a written to-do list. I do the same. And I, I love it. I like the satisfaction of crossing things off, but it helps me because by writing out my to-do list for the next day in my calendar, instead of waking up in the morning and then like fumbling around and figuring out what I need to do for the day, when I sit down to my desk at nine, I already know what I have to do. So then I could just start doing things. And that was a very long answer, but that's kind of how I structure my day. No, thank you. That was incredible. I do the same thing with the notes. In my notes app, I make my to-do list and I do it the day before. One, because it gives me a little bit of peace of mind to be able to like truly relax at night. And then two, as soon as I get into like my office or my, you know, work hours the next day, I'm able to just dive right into it. So obviously, like we stated, you have so much going on. Thank you for that answer. Cause that was like exactly what we needed. Do you have actual like practical tools? Maybe it's an app, maybe it's a journal that you use to help you stay organized. So writing everything down definitely helps me. I have things written in multiple places. I, so I have them in like the calendar of my iPhone. I use notes. I have a written to-do list. And then for content, my like content calendar planning tool, especially with sponsored content, I use Asana. So they have a calendar in there and then they have like a list. And then in the calendar, you can move things around. So I have all of my sponsored due dates and live dates in my calendar in there and then my management. And then someone else on my team has access to that calendar. So we can all see what's happening on what day because 
with sponsored content, I don't like to have too much going up back to back. I like to spread brands apart, especially if it's like similar brands or products may be competitive or there's exclusivity dates. So with sponsored content specifically, I think people don't realize how much back and forth, like it literally could take 10 people and days of work and so much planning for this one set of Instagram stories that you saw on Instagram. So that's why I'm like, if you see a friend or you see an influencer post sponsored content, like so much effort went into this that you don't realize behind the scenes. So like, that's why I say like engaging with sponsored content is important because like there's lots of people who are, who are involved in this process. And so the behind the scenes of just that alone is, is difficult. And so that's an amazing program for me. And then a couple other apps I like to use, I'm trying to look at my phone right now to see what I like. I really like use notes and reminders like the most on my phone. And then for work through with our teams, we use Slack and Slack was helpful because it really helps eliminate so many emails. So like instead of so many back and forth emails to people using Slack was better. And then I like Slack better than text messages because then Slack felt like a work conversation and my texts feel like a personal conversation. And then I didn't feel like my work was like spilling over to like my text and my personal time. That's nice. That helps establish some sort of boundary. I agree with you in the sense of like balance doesn't exist. I think it's more so just having some sort of boundary with yourself and then also like knowing what you're prioritizing at what time. But thank you so much for coming on. This episode has been so incredible. Um, Where can they find you? And let's hear a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt or at Summer Fridays. And my podcast is called Life with Mariana. I have new episodes every Tuesday. Amazing brand founders, marketing experts, wellness people. Like I have such a great network of friends and I wanted to share their knowledge to all of you guys. And so with, with each episode, I like learn so much from everybody. So definitely check it out. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh, thank you. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you guys have not already, be sure to subscribe, follow Mariana, listen to her podcast, and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.